Are you ready for a travel adventure? How about an exciting trip to Venice or an exhilarating experience in Bangkok? Maybe you were more about a culinary adventure in Barcelona or just a relaxing day cruising the canals of Amsterdam. Join the Professor Travel as he invites you on an epic excursion, one that has you traveling the globe with him. Come and experience a world of culture, a world of history and architecture, a world of food and experiences to broaden your mind and save you time and money as you travel. Learn more, discuss more, travel more, and enjoy life more. And now your host, The Professor Travel. Greetings, students, and welcome to the special edition of The Professor Travel, domestic edition. I am your host, The Professor Travel, coming to you from Orange County, California. This is the website, the vlog, and the podcast that you come to in order to learn more about different travel destinations. This is where you come as a community in order to discuss them. Hopefully, this will inspire you to travel more and ultimately to enjoy life more. Now, you can reach me on a variety of different social media sites, but first and foremost, starting with my website at theprofessortravel.com, on YouTube, on Facebook, and now even on TikTok, you can reach me there at theprofessortravel. If you're an Instagrammer, you can find me there at the underscore professor underscore travel. If you're a Twitter -er 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 -er, then you can find me on there at theprofessortr1. And then if you're a blogger, you can find me there at theprofessortravel.blogspot.com. Today, I had, it is such a pleasure to introduce you to our visiting professor. Alex Horton. Hi, Alex. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate your time and talking a little bit about Oklahoma today. But for my students who may not be familiar with you, and yeah. this is our first time chatting on, on this forum, um, can you maybe share a little bit about your credentials with them? Maybe a little bit about your educational background and maybe some places that you traveled before? Yeah, of course. So I was born and raised in Oklahoma City, lived in Oklahoma for almost 20 years, and then I went to college in Boston. I attended Boston College. So I've lived in Oklahoma. I've lived on the East Coast. I now live in Chicago in the Midwest. So I've traveled all over the United States. I think I've been to almost all 50 states, still missing Alaska, but we'll get there eventually. And I have traveled um, to Mexico. I've been to Quito in Ecuador, which is a which was a real highlight. I have spent some time in Europe. I love Italy specifically. And then I studied abroad in Cape Town. So I actually spent six oh. months in South Africa, yeah, living in Cape Town, which was, you know, one of the best semesters of my life. So really, really recommend Cape Town if anybody has the the time to go. Well, that is fantastic. And I got to tell you, I am really excited to go visit there in the relative future. We have a, we had a cruise that we're looking to plan where we actually, it's, it would be a 35 day cruise where we go starting from Dubai down India on the West coast through the Maldives, the Seychelles, and then over through the Straits of Madagascar. And it does end in Cape town. So wow. I know, right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I really wanted to go to Madagascar while I was there, but it's, it's quite the flight. So I'm envious of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk more about it, but the focus of yeah. this specific vlog and podcast is on Oklahoma. And so mm -hmm. we want to share a little bit of that with the viewers and listeners that are out there. So let's start with a little bit of history about Oklahoma. Now I know virtually nothing about the history of Oklahoma. So help me, and my students to better understand a little bit more about that. Yeah, so Oklahoma is a place that a lot of people in America probably don't know a ton about. It actually has a very fascinating history. So it was purchased with a lot of the other land um, in the Louisiana Purchase in like the early 1800s. And many Native American people were already living there. And then a lot of Native American people in the U.S. were actually sent there as they were being relocated 
by the U.S. government. So the Trail of Tears is something a lot of people have probably heard of that ended in Oklahoma. So a lot of Native Americans were relocated and resettled in Oklahoma. And in like the 1880s, I think, like late 1800s, a number of Native American leaders actually lobbied to have Oklahoma be a Native American state. Um, They wanted to call it Sequoia. And that was shot down. And so it was, you know, called Indian Territory for a long time. And then in 1907, it actually became a state, you know, Indian Territory became Oklahoma, which actually is a Choctaw word for I think it's red, red people is Oklahoma. So it has a lot of Native American history. Um, And then sort of the other settlers that ended up settling there actually came as part of a land run. So this is sort of like a weird wild west thing that happened in, uh, in the U S. So this was again in sort of that like late 1800s, early 1900s time period the government wanted to encourage people to, to settle in Oklahoma. And so they said, we're going to have a land run. You can just go out there and whoever gets to a plot of land first, you just stake your claim and it's yours. And so this, the story goes, if you've heard the term Sooners, which is the mascot for the University of Oklahoma, the Sooners were the people that cheated and went on the land run before it officially started. Oh, no. Many of the people that actually ended up settling in Oklahoma were people that sort of... Uh, jumped the gun literally and and beat everyone to to the land and settled there. So an interesting kind of wild west history of the state of Oklahoma before sort of modern day. Interesting. Now within more recent history, I think there's something that I was recently reading about, and I don't know if you're familiar with what's going on uh, at least with Oklahoma, but it looked like a good portion of the state had actually been reverted back to the Native American tribes. At least that's what I was think I understood. Yeah, so it's a little confusing to me. And again, I, I live in Chicago, so I'm not probably as up to date as I should be. But the Supreme Court ruled that a number of um, laws and criminal cases that had been tried in Oklahoma, the U.S. state actually should have been tried by the federal or by the tribes. Okay. So tribal law should have applied instead of Oklahoma law. And so there's all sorts of kind of confusion about who actually um, is in power in the state. So it's really interesting. I think there are many great books and podcasts about it that could tell you more than I could. No, that's a, that's fine. I really do appreciate it because it's one of those yeah. things where I'm just, I remember just very limited hearing about this, but it was something that was really fascinating to me. And I was like, oh, I don't know that much about that. Mm-hmm. So, but let's talk about the geography of the area. I mean, um, Oklahoma, as the wind sweeps through the plains, uh, that's obviously one of the things. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm going back to Rogers and Hammerstein, but uh, you you know, it's obviously plains are a big thing there, hillsides, beautiful um, ravines, things like that. Uh, there obviously no major ice flows, no major volcanoes, nothing crazy like that. Um, what are the major states that are bordering Oklahoma? Yeah, so Oklahoma is really kind of smack in the middle of the country. And there's the rolling hills, as you mentioned. There's sort of more desert on 
western side of the state and more like the picture here forests on the eastern side of the state so there's actually a lot of diversity in the geography and we are surrounded on the south by texas um on the west side there's actually the tiny part of the panhandle that touches new mexico and then you've got colorado kansas uh missouri and arkansas so actually a lot of states touch oklahoma and it's sort of right in the middle impressive that's that's right being smack in the middle of everything now that being said there's obviously some weather events that will sometimes happen within your state there as well um tornadoes are the big ones that come to mind Mm -hmm. uh but i mean first and foremost it seems like you have a a full series of seasons throughout the year. Um, yeah. So, so you have your spring, definite spring, definite summer, definite fall, definite winter. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from the issues with the tornadoes, are there any other extreme weather events that you're aware of as you were growing up? Yeah. So the weather, um, you know, that there's the great benefit of being sort of at the the epicenter of all these different ecological zones in America, like I was saying before, but one of the, the negatives is that there's all sorts of crazy weather that happens when those different zones change and temperatures hit each other. So there are seasons which are a little bit extreme. It can get over a hundred in the summer. There can be blizzards in the winter. There can be tornadoes in the spring. Fall is usually pretty mild. So there okay. is a lot of weather, <laughs> but the seasons are really, you know, sort of barring the barring the extreme weather events. The seasons are very beautiful. Um, spring in particular is a really great time in Oklahoma. Fantastic. All right. Now let's talk a little bit about the culture. And this is something I was really fascinated with. Uh, now, for the most part, like a lot of the U.S. states, uh, Christianity appears to be the major um, religion of the state. However, there is, as you may mention, there was a huge number of tribes, Native American tribes within the state. And so the belief system is very diversified, it would appear, based upon that. And I imagine mm-hmm. as you get into the cities, you have you know a smattering of different other religions that are within that area. Are you familiar with any other major religion that's like predominant within that area that you were growing up with? No, you know, the population, as you mentioned, is largely Christian and there's a very evangelical population in Oklahoma. It's called, you know, that part of the country is called the Bible Belt for a reason. But there are, I think it's it's upwards of 30 um, Native American tribes that are headquartered in Oklahoma. So there's a very, very diverse um, culture and religion for all of those tribes. Excellent. Now, in terms of the arts, um, whether it's writing, sculpting, painting, uh, singing, anything that might come to mind in terms of any famous people that either are from there or any famous artworks that are there in any way? Yeah, so people may be, you know, surprised to learn that Oklahoma has a pretty booming art scene. Um, for, for visitors, I would really recommend the art museum, the Oklahoma City Art Museum in downtown Oklahoma City actually has the largest exhibit of Chihuly blown glass anywhere in the world. So that is really, really beautiful and a must-see. We also have the, what when I was a kid was called the Cowboy Hall of Fame, I believe is now called the um, Western Heritage Museum, and that has a number of really beautiful, you know, sort of Western artwork, Native American artwork. So those are two that I would really recommend. And then, of course, if you are a fan of country music, that is huge in Oklahoma. Um, Garth Brooks is from Oklahoma. McIntyre is from Oklahoma. Uh, Toby Keith. So if you're a fan of country music, that is really, um, there's a a long, long history of country music and people uh, are really into it. So if that's your thing, 
definitely check out Oklahoma. And for those of us who are allergic to country music, unfortunately, you know, we have to pass on that. But I understand, you know, my partner is obviously very big into country music, so I'm yeah. sure he knows all of those people. Actually, I'm familiar with Garth Brooks and Reba McIntyre and Toby Keith. I've, I've heard of them. So, I mean, yeah. I used to work in a music store. So, <laughs> uh, And then in terms of language, uh, it seems like, you know, like with most of the U.S., English is the predominant language, but mm -hmm. there are a lot of Native American tongues that are being spoken within Oklahoma as well, which is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Cherokee is one in particular. I know they teach at the University of Oklahoma. There is a, a number of professors and there's a whole division around the Cherokee language. So a number of people speak that. Excellent. Now, on to my favorite subject, um, clearly, food. Uh, now, <laughs> um, why do I have a picture of a chicken fried steak on this slide? Yes. So chicken fried steak is one of Oklahoma's favorite dishes. And so Oklahoma has long been a sort of a cattle, a ranch area. Um, a lot of the cattle from Texas get shipped to the rest of the country through Oklahoma. And so steak is king and chicken fried steak is um, it's sort of like, I guess, the cheaper cut of steak that is hammered down and breaded and deep fried and served with a white gravy. And that sounds very decadent because it is. I do not eat meat anymore, <laughs> but when I was a kid, it was one of my favorite things. And it is a, it's like the state dish of Oklahoma. So it's very, very popular. You can get it at a lot of places. And if you do eat meat, you should definitely try it. Um, probably split it with somebody because it's a lot, but it's very good. Yeah, it looks like it's taking up the entire plate. <laughs> so size wise, <laughs> pretty sizable. Um, and then in terms of sports and recreation, obviously um, Oklahoma University uh, has a pretty big, you know, collegiate sports team. Uh, are there any major, um, any, uh, major league teams that are out there to the best of your knowledge? Yes. Um, the Thunder is an NBA basketball team, um, formerly the Seattle Supersonics that moved to Oklahoma City probably about 10 years ago now. So um, college football is huge in Oklahoma. OU and OSU are, you know, massive, massive fan bases. But I will say that people are really into the Thunder and the, the Thunder games in Oklahoma City are a really great time. So if you happen to be there during basketball season, that's definitely a must do. Sounds good. And then in terms of state holidays, um, I don't know if Oklahoma has any state dedicated holidays, but you were saying, you were alluding that there might be one that is uh, one that the state does observe, or at least they, they take note of. Yeah, so the Oklahoma City bombing that happened in the 90s is obviously a very sad um, day for the state and for the community. But that um, day is remembered by, you know, by the state and there is a marathon that happens on that day now in Oklahoma. And so they've sort of turned it into more of a, a community celebration and a day of remembrance. So that's something that happens in the spring and is always a nice um, reflective time. That's awesome. I'm glad they made something really positive of that situation. Um, now, in terms of the population, we were talking a little bit before the recording started about the, the overall population of Oklahoma. We were thinking somewhere in like the three to four million. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. And then if I look on the map now, again, the people on the podcast are not going to see this again. And you can go to YouTube in order to find the channel, The Professor Travel. Um, now, you, there are a few places, like right in the center mm -hmm. of Oklahoma, that is, is that Oklahoma City and Norman? Yeah, so that's Oklahoma City, and then right to the south of Oklahoma City is Norman, where the University of Oklahoma is. Okay, and then it looks like up to the northeast, there's another large population center as well. Mm -hmm. And that's Tulsa. And then just those sort of, I imagine those little um, smattering orange dots are Stillwater, where the University of Oklahoma State is. So those are kind of the, 
the hubs of people. And like you made mention, it's there's a it's a there's a large uh, ranching community out in that area. There's a lot of cattle. That's a that's a big thing. Um, but I mean, farms in terms of like corn and other things that are that are really grown within within the region too. Yeah, a lot of corn, a lot of wheat fields, a lot of um, pig and cattle farms. So if you drive, you know, if you drive from Oklahoma to Stillwater or to Tulsa, you're going to go through a lot of farms. If you drive over to Colorado or New Mexico, even more so that part of the country is, uh, or that part of the state is very, very rural and and agriculture based. Fantastic. Now it seems like the bigger employers within the state are either related to the medical community or the aviation community or the transportation community. Um, I have a few of them on the screen here, like OSU, obviously related to the university, same with OU, Uh, their medical and hospital facilities are really, it seems like they're some of the bigger employers within the state, Uh, American Airlines, uh, the the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration has a a presence within the state that's pretty large, Mm -hmm. Uh, UPS, they have a... um, uh, the distribution node there. Uh, the Air Force has uh, a major, large, uh, major base there. And then, of course, uh, Windstar World Casinos, which is uh, the Native American casinos that are in the area um, mm-hmm. as well. Anything else that I'm maybe missing out on? or? Yeah, the oil and gas industry is mm. huge in Oklahoma and Oklahoma City specifically. There are a number of uh, businesses that employ huge parts of the city. Um, I would also say that Oklahoma has a pretty booming um, small business economy. So Oklahoma City in particular, there are a ton of locally owned restaurants and shops and businesses. So that's that's a really big part of the economy as well, which is nice. Excellent. Thank you so much. Now, in terms of overall transportation and travel within the state, how is how are the highway systems within the state of Oklahoma? The highway systems are great. Um, there's I-35 that runs through Oklahoma. If you go there, you will definitely drive on it. There are <laughs> highways, um, I-40 that go through, you know, you grew up there and you, you know all of the highways. So I would definitely recommend renting a car if you go to visit, but driving around and getting places is super easy. Okay, perfect. And then major airports in the area? Um... Yeah, the Will Rogers International Airport is there, which depending on the year actually doesn't have any international flights, but you can fly there from many places in the U.S. And then there's also a train um, that Amtrak operates from Oklahoma City to Dallas. So if you flew into Dallas from somewhere, you could also take the train to Oklahoma City and see a little bit more of the of the scenery. So, and speaking of reasons to visit, like what are some major like what are the big tourist attractions? Would you say in Oklahoma? Yeah. So. There are, there are a lot. It kind of depends on what you're into. I think, you know, the um, Native American culture and the Western uh, Heritage Museum and all of those things are a huge draw for a lot of people in the United States. There are also a number of lakes in Oklahoma, which might surprise people. A lot of them are man-made. So if you're into engineering or your kids are into dams, there are actually some of the biggest dams in the United States in Oklahoma at the lake. So that's kind of a cool feature. And then... There are a couple of just, you know, sort of festivals and events. There's the Arts Festival, which is really amazing. They do every year and is a big draw. There's the Oklahoma State Fair, which if you're into food, is go. a must-do. You then, want me there. <laughs> and then, yeah, sports games, of course. Um, Bedlam between OU and OSU is a big one every year. And then Thunder Games are people love going to Thunder Games. So those are some of the big things. Awesome. Thank you. Now, in terms of the government there, it seems like it is primarily conservative. Um, However, 
as we get into the state and as we get into the little nitty gritty, the larger cities do appear to be democratic. At least that appears to be over the last few years. Is that correct? Yeah, I would say, you know, I haven't lived there for a number of years. And when I go back, it feels like the the major urban centers are getting a little more liberal every year, but it's, it's largely a conservative state. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Now, in terms of the resources, we already made mention of a few of the natural resources that are in the area pri- prior. Uh, when we talked about cattle, we talked about wheat, we talked about corn, but also um, oil, coal, um, and you were saying uh, previously natural gas is also another thing that's really super huge in the area too. Yeah, natural gas is something that has been like an increasing part of the market. Oil and natural gas are like the two two of the really big things in Oklahoma. But they also have recently invested a lot in wind energy. So obviously the Great Plains, it is very windy. I think I read somewhere that like 30% of Oklahoma is powered by wind at this point. So it's one of the biggest sort of wind turbine hubs in wow. America, which is very interesting. That's fantastic. And I'm glad to see that happening. You get to see so many interesting renewables as we go throughout the states and, and you're like, oh, I didn't even know that they were, the, they were here or it's just within the last couple of years they built up so dramatically. So that's cool. Um, then in terms of education, um, like we've made mention, um, University of Oklahoma uh, and Oklahoma State University, both founded in 1890. Those are pretty much the largest ones, but I think uh, Oklahoma City University, you said, has a, has a program that's pretty big ter- there too? Yes, Oklahoma City University is a smaller school in Oklahoma City, but they actually have a really great performing arts program, so that draws in a lot of people who then do, you know, artistic endeavors around Oklahoma City, which is a, you know, a great benefit. Awesome. Let's go to here. And then in terms of safety and security, um, not a lot in the way of foreign terrorism threats, but we have to make mention of obviously, uh, as we, and as we did earlier, uh, the, the Oklahoma city bombing that occurred mm-hmm. in the 1990s, that was a catalyst for unfortunately a lot of domestic terrorism that we're seeing these days. Um, how did that, how did that affect you growing up? Like, yeah, of course I was, you know, that was in, um, the mid nineties. I was still a young kid. It was a very, you know, it was a tragic thing yeah. that, impacted the city in a lot of ways. I think, you know, for the late 90s and early 2000s, I think it was really a shadow over the city of people just mourning. So many people knew, you know, people that passed or children that passed as it was, um, there were lots of children that passed away. So it was really a, a tragic thing, but I think it's one of the, one of the best things about Oklahoma and the culture of Oklahoma is it's a place of sort of community and resiliency. And I think that really has sort of shown through uh, the way the city has bounced back and sort of started to reinvent itself is it's a very resilient place and the people are very, you know, focused on the community and really proud of Oklahoma, um, even though there's, there's some sad history there. But you know what, it's only because of history that we learn and we improve. So let me just, in, in a quick one minute chat here, talk to me, like, sell, sell me on the idea of, of I'm, I'm going to fly anywhere in the United States. Why do I, sell me on why I want to go to Oklahoma specifically. Oklahoma is a unique place in America that not a lot of people have traveled to. So it would make you uh, a standout among your friends and family to be somebody that has visited there. But I think it would really surprise a lot of people when it came to the variety of culture that is there. I think the Native American history and the Western history is something that is so integral to the United States. And a lot of people don't get to experience it firsthand. I think the food... I have lived in Boston. I've lived in Chicago. I have traveled everywhere. The food is top notch. Even if you (laughs) 
are disgusted by the idea of chicken fried steak. There's so much other great stuff to eat. And there's a lot of um, natural beauty. There's, you know, there's lakes, there's plains, there's buffalo, there's there's all sorts of stuff that you just, you know, it's a unique place. You don't get to see everywhere. So I, I really would recommend if you're interested in a domestic travel experience to, to check out Oklahoma. Well, that's fantastic. Again, Alex, thank you so much for sharing all the information about Oklahoma with us. Now, for my students that are interested in knowing more about the work that you do, you work for an organization called The Hatchery. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I live in Chicago now, like I mentioned, and I work for a nonprofit called The Hatchery, and we are a food business incubator. So you've heard me talk very passionately about food. It's also uh, my professional work as well. And we work with food and beverage entrepreneurs, so people who want to start a business, and we help them grow it. We have kitchen space, we have classes, um, we have free resources for business owners. So really trying to stimulate the, the small and local economy here in Chicago. And so donations to the hatchery go towards those entrepreneurs. It might, you know, get them free time in a kitchen. It might um, get them uh, their their serve safe licensing or allow them to hire a new employee. So that's um, a little bit about the hatchery. Thank you very much for sharing that. That's really wonderful that you guys provide that service to a lot of really wonderful entrepreneurs that have great ideas and really would love to expand upon that. And in order for people to do that donation, they can go to thehatcherychicago.org forward slash donate. Is that correct? Yep. That is the website. Awesome. Well, Alex, again, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it so much. So appreciate everything that you do. So thank you. Of course. It was great to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks. And now for my students that are out there, if you have any questions or comments, you certainly feel free to let me know at any time. I'm more than happy to field all of them. In fact, I'd love to hear your questions. So send them to scott at theprofessortravel.com. If you're on YouTube right now and you want to be notified about when new content is available, click that little bell icon right above us in order to be notified when that happens. If you haven't already subscribed, please feel free to do so. Click that subscribe button. It doesn't cost you anything and it helps the channel out. And then if you like this content and you want to see more of it, give us a thumbs up. Now, if you're on the podcast, however, we really do appreciate you rating us. It does help the channel out. But until our next time, my name is Scott. I am the Professor Travel and make every day a travel adventure. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye now. The Professor Travel is a broadcast from Orange County, California. A transcript of each podcast may be requested by contacting the Professor Travel at his website, theprofessortravel.com. For opportunities to work with the Professor Travel, feel free to contact Scott at theprofessortravel.com or contact us through YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook at The Professor Travel or Twitter at TheProfessorTR1. Make every day a great day to have a travel adventure.